welcome back to the Earth on Survival Guide, the podcast for all disciplines, paths, players, and game masters, and the questers that are Josh and Dan. I am Dan. I am Josh, and this week we are getting ecological with the purifier. There you go. Yes, Josh took the word today because I didn't have one, so I threw it over to him. And I'm happy to do so because it's our joint podcast over here. So if you have any questions for us, please, please, please email us at edsgpodcast at gmail.com. This is episode 97. We're only three away from hitting episode 100. I didn't think this day would come, did you? Well, I think it's going to happen now. Episode 100, here we come, but we got to get through this one first. So with that being said, today's episode is, as Josh mentioned, The Purifier. And my favorite part of the entire essay of The Purifier came up when it was the quote I'm going to use here. We are the scalpel that shall cure the earth of its ailments and restore it to its beauty. I love that quote because I think The Purifier is more of a holistic approach to healing things. It's not only physical, like things take time and, you know, sometimes water, sometimes fresh air, things like that, uh, cleanse the earth, you know, get the, the nasty stuff in the right places, the wrong places, but it's also half magical. So I think it's a very holistic approach to everything as far as their healing is concerned. And, uh, I also like the fact that they view the purifiers have this uh, worldview that using magic is a responsibility. If you use it, clean up after yourself. Yeah. So the purifier was originally the Obsidiman racial discipline back in first edition. Yes. Much like the liberator or the scholar, it is a very strong idea and one that has a well-deserved place within Earthdawn. Oh, yes. And it is understandable in one sense how the Obsidian with their connection with the life rock and very strong inherent connection with the earth itself would be the race associated with that discipline if you are going to assume for the most part that these other disciplines are going to be tied to a race. But I don't mm-hmm. think that there is necessarily anything inherently essential to being an Obsidian when it comes to following the goals of the Purifier, which is to largely heal the scars of the world left by the Horrors and the Scourge. And by extension, any who would continue to mistreat or disrupt or taint the Earth in any fashion. Or exploit. Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah. But again, much like <laughs> much like the Liberator, which we talked about in the, the previous path episode, even the Liberator Path still owes a lot of its lore and legacy to mm-hmm. to its orcish origins. Yeah. There we go. The Purifier, likewise, the path still owes quite a bit to its Obsidian origins. And we talked about mm-hmm. all the way back early on in this series where we talked about the Brothers of Stone, how the Purifier, the original version of it in some ways, had some ideas in it that got split off into their own things and that took the sort of essentially Obsidian bits of it and moved those over to Brother of Stone and took some other concepts that were in it with regards to the 
unarmed combat pugilist type and put that into the gauntlet, at least in some conceptual sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the original version of the purifier kind of had these ideas that didn't quite necessarily gel a hundred percent with each other. Not that it was bad. Again, there wasn't necessarily anything inherently essential obsidian about the desire to cleanse the earth. No, that was like a complicated Venn diagram. They just needed yeah. to be separated out. And so that aspect of things got pulled out and developed into its own idea that quite likely has a lot of obsidian involved with it in terms of the, the raw numbers yeah. of, of adepts that are following that path. Many of them are likely to be obsidian, but it's like the scholar, like the liberator, not something that requires that in order to pursue that philosophy. No, my very first character I ever made in Earthdawn back in 93 was an obsidian weaponsmith who was going to dual discipline as a purifier because that book had just come out um, by the time I got enough points to do so. And I looked at it and said, I want to be the, I want to dual, dual discipline as a purifier because they learned elementalism spells eventually along that discipline. However, this is a whole new path and that's a different take on it. We'll get to the discipline. We'll get to the uh, talent options here in a little bit, but I love the fact that in the essay, they have the notion, the worldview that they view life as a finely tuned machine built on the five elements. And so, as I said, it's all magical because they all interact, but it's all physical. There's, there's It's tangible and concrete, the things you're interacting with. So you're using magic to affect the physical realm of the air, the earth, the water, the trees, and you know, all these things that are nature in and of itself. And they do understand that there's a balance. You have to have maybe some controlled burns so the fire, so the, the forest fire doesn't spread too far. You do need to cull the herd because occasionally they'll run out of resources if there's just too many predators, not enough prey. Uh, or you need to stem an invasive species as well because this is not where they belong. There's no balance here. They're going to eradicate something that needs to still exist. And so they understand there's good and there's bad, there's yin, there's yang, there's balance to everything. There has to be predator, there has to be prey. So they understand this in complete world. Yeah, there, well, there's a sense of stewardship that goes along with the purifier philosophy as presented in the fourth edition path book. Yes. We have the ability to reason and to use tools and to understand that we are just as much a part of this cycle of life. Yes. <laughs> and therefore, with our ability to reason and to use tools, we have a responsibility to manage these resources, to manage the bounty that the earth provides in a responsible fashion. Yeah. And that it is the senseless destruction or exploitation of those gifts, of those resources, that draws the anger mm -hmm. and the ire of the purifier. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. <laughs> yeah. But that it is related in the same way, in a similar way to the sheer just wanton destruction that was wrought by the horrors. Yes. To a certain extent, you might be able to understand if not condone a town clear-cutting a forest in order to make room for farmland in order to grow crops. Yeah. 
to a certain extent, you can understand that, that there is an attempt there for these people to survive and to do what they need to do to live, whereas horrors would have just gone mm-hmm. in and just destroyed it. There is no sense of – there's no objective there beyond purpose. the sheer destruction and pain and suffering that it causes. Yeah, there's no byproduct or purpose for them to do so other than they wanted to. Right. Because they could. It's like a kid stomping on an anthill. He just wanted to. So that's a big part of the philosophy of the purifier is that sense of stewardship and appropriate care and relationship with the earth and understanding one's place within it and the responsibility one has to that cycle to treat it appropriately. Because if it's mistreated, if it is thrown out of balance, if it is destroyed without consideration for the consequences, then those resources will not be there in the future to allow people to continue to live. That if you poison the river Mm -hmm. with the leavings from your mining operation and it kills all the fish, then that Tuscrang village downstream is going to starve and people are going to suffer. In a previous episode, we talked about like you brought up Greenpeace and I said the Greenpeace seemed to be more like in line with the purifiers (laughs) than they would be with the liberators. And there is certainly a, a level of ecological responsibility and ecology, you know, sort of tree hugger aspect to the purifier. And there are certainly, I think, individual purifiers or groups of purifiers that might take things to a much more extreme end. And I would actually perhaps even refer mm-hmm. people back to the episode we did on Jaspery, because there is a pretty strong connection yes. philosophically between Questors of Jaspery and followers of the, of the purifier path. But I would not say that all purifiers are eco-terrorists. Term I was going to use as well. There is certainly space for understandable and appropriate use of the resources available because people are just as much a part of the world as anything else. In some ways, yeah. d- should deserve just as much consideration when it comes to the effects that they have on the environment and so forth. I also like the fact that the purifier is not somebody who's just. I'm here to fix it and hang around forever to enjoy the work, my handiwork. I know I have other things to, could do, to go do, but that they really do seek solace and healing in nature. It's the fact that they know they need, you know, human beings nowadays, we need, we need our vitamin D from sunshine. You know, we need to get and get some fresh air, need to go for an occasional walk somewhere. And the purifier just knows that nature is good for you, you know, Clean air, fresh water, <laughs> good place to be. It's all good for you. And so they they appreciate that as well. But the purifier is always traveling, always moving, and they know they got a lot of work to do. Cleanse this area, cleanse that area, you know, whatever it may be. So they're constantly on the move. So it's easy, I think, to work in a purifier as a path onto whatever discipline you are because you're constantly moving. So this is one of the easier paths to follow to bring onto your discipline because anywhere you go, it's going to be, something's going to need your attention. Yeah. This is a path that is a little bit more open than say the horror stalker when it comes to dealing with the horrors and the aftermath of the scourge. But the purifier is going to be a little bit more open, a little bit more willing to, 
work with people and educate people and advance the cause of healing and alleviating suffering and so forth. Whereas the horror stalker is in some ways kind of broken and focused on revenge when it comes to dealing with the horrors in the aftermath of the scourge. Yeah, I think this is more narratively flexible for both player and game master to use. You're still going to have a character that is going to be approaching problems from a particular mindset and could potentially have a certain amount of narrative weight that drags things into more of an ecological type bent. But that is something that has a a lot more potential room for exploration and ideas when it comes to why they would want to do stuff. Yeah. So let me get your opinion on this because I have, I have a quote to pull from page 103 in the purifier essay. Let me get your opinion on purifiers overall general view of the bloodwood, because that is kind of a, (laughs) Oh boy. Touchy subject. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to ask about the wastes because that's a whole different thing. They just, that, that, that's an open, that's an easy case. The wastes and the badlands are both damage done to the earth at the hands of the horrors and are in one sense, massive problems to address and to try and fix the blood would, while what happened to it was motivated in one sense by the destruction wrought by the horrors was something that was done by the people of the wood. And I think in one sense, while that is understandable, the ongoing damage and corruption of the wood and the continued insistence by Alakia to perpetuate the ritual and all of the damage that it is doing Generally speaking, the purifiers are not crazy about the idea. You know, this isn't a situation like damage was done. It's just going to take a lot of work to clean it up. It's the damage is still being done and the people that it is affecting are continuing to do it. Yeah. For whatever reasons, for reasons that they won't explain to us and won't let us go in and do this. So there's a potential for... Games, if you're going to be having one that's involving upper-level elven politics and the relations between the Bloodwood and the Elves of Barsave, or Shosara and Seriatha, or the Seekers of the Heart, or any of the other groups that might be involved in trying to redeem the wood in some way, a purifier Mm -hmm. would definitely have interest in what might be going on there and how to potentially solve that problem perhaps without really giving any consideration at all to the politics involved, especially if they're not Mm -hmm. an elf. Their interest would be in healing the wood and not really caring what the court or other elves or anything have to say about it, which could bring up some very interesting potential conflicts and so forth. Yeah, my my quote is from Vorkoth Kneecap, uh, the troll warrior and purifier who says, that's what that's gives me about these blood elves. They just do exactly what they're told, even when the pain of blindly following an imperious ruler is literally written all over their face. So he says, yeah, to hell with them. <laughs> so no, no love lost there, but I had to at least bring that one up because I think it's, it, it is a very large opportunity for anyone who's going to become a purifier to take that into consideration certain areas of the map of Barsave 
and how you would approach those areas because you may travel there. So those are the three obvious, like I said, the, the obvious ones, the wastes, the badlands, and I had to bring up the bloodwood. So there you are. Uh, par length is a whole separate yep. issue. Par length is on. much more <laughs> along the lines of the badlands or the wastes in terms of it is an area that is very badly damaged, but it's also a city and the purifiers in general are only interested in cities in as much as the impact that they have on the environment that they are in. Mm -hmm. Parlength as a ruin is not, you know, similar to the Badlands or the Waste. It is a corrupted area and a massive project to redeem, but it is not, you know, it's not like the Bloodwood necessarily. Yeah. It's just something that needs to be dealt with. And perhaps when it has been sufficiently cleansed, the ruins can be rebuilt or reclaimed or allowed to go back to nature or whatever ends up happening with it as long as the horrors corruption and damage is not allowed to spread beyond its border yeah uh in the essay <clears throat> next page actually the viewpoint of the purifier writing the essay i think is fantastic when they say horrors destroy out of compulsion and consumption and we do so out of ignorance and power and so they're not just here as josh said a while ago to clear up the the damage and destruction wrought by the horrors, they also know, to Josh's point, that all the other name givers also have the same capability of just exploiting anyone, anything, anytime. And so they're not just here to clean up after the horrors. They're here to restore the balance left by whoever did the destruction. Right. And that was a, a point I wanted to bring up. So purifiers are basically the the Avengers of the Earth. There's a strong <laughs> educational aspect to that part of being a purifier. The idea that perhaps people are not aware of the consequences of what they are doing, and it is part of our role to educate them to become the proper stewards of the Earth. Mm -hmm. And if they won't listen to us, then we punch them. But... <laughs> will give them a chance to do right when shown the error of their ways, something that the horrors are not capable of. Something that, <coughs> at this point, we have tried educating the elves of Bloodwood, and they have rebuffed that, and therefore, yeah. th therefore we punch them. This needed, those things just needed to be said. That there's a, there's a whole lot to this tapestry of the purifier's worldview, and... I think this is also the opportunity for a major group pattern within the group that you're already traveling with. Because I think if you do it right, you can convince other players to join this path along with you. Because, you know, the purifier doesn't mind other paths coming along. So you can have another group pattern and the purifier at the same time, except for horror stalkers. That's just not going to happen because uh, <laughs> that's explicit in there. But otherwise, yeah, I think this is another opportunity for a single player to approach the game master and say, I want to, you know, add purifier to my character. And if they do it right, yeah, someone else in that party it's may come along It's an interesting idea and one that very strongly supports one of the major themes of Earth Dawn, and that being the redemption and recovery of the land in the wake of the magical apocalypse that was the Scourge. Other than that, I think we can almost get down to brass tacks and talk about the mechanics, but there are a couple of things to learn, which is that 
there's one specific terminology we're going to talk about a little bit uh, called a, is it a caliph? Which is a reclaimed holy site, which is where something used to be absolutely despoiled by whatever, whoever, whatever. And that once a purifier goes in there, reclaims that land and can cleanse it, then it's renamed. And that's now called a caliph, K-A-L-I-F-F, site. And so it's like the epicenter of this has been reclaimed, no longer despoiled. It's thriving nature. And so the center of that is a caliph. So when you go do your uh, circling up or you're, th- you're, you're, you're increasing your ranks in purifier, you, get, you go to a new caliph every single time because you're there to broaden your horizons and you know, uh, do as much cleansing as you possibly can and healing as you can. So uh, you go to a new caliph to do all of your rituals, all of your ordeals, and all of your uh, circling up, as it were. Just get to use some terminology, fun stuff like that. Your ritual of cleansing is part of your initiation and your uh, advancement. And so that is almost always going to be, based upon your game master, unique to you. And use of your creativity is probably going to be paramount and or fun. Because the more creative you get to be with how you get to cleanse the area you're assigned or you find, one of those two, I think the better it is. It's, It's a better story to tell for your character and a better legend to add on to your overall character's arc. So I think, just so you know, the rituals the rituals of cleansing are what you're going to be doing for your circles of advancement and your increasing your ranks on becoming a purifier. Sure. So a couple of those things. You want to talk some mechanics there, Josh? When you get on this path, you get to... Well, let's back up first. Any discipline pretty much is welcome to add this to their path. There's some that are more naturally aligned, per se, uh, to join, to add purifier to their discipline. And those that are just already have a connection to nature, as it were. So beast masters, since they have this wilderness aspect to them. Elementalists, big duh. Uh, scouts, oddly enough. Not as common are archers and warriors, but they're also there. As I said, my first character was a weaponsmith and really wanted to add purifier on because A, he was a cinnamon and B, he works with elements, you know, forging steel and things like that. So whatever you can make into armor. But I thought that was one of those things. So any discipline's welcome. Nothing major there. Uh, Yes, there are a connections to, there is a connection or are connections to the passions and questers. So they don't mind questers either. So if you are a dis- if you have a discipline and you're a quester for a certain passion, you know if you're questing for Jaspery, you're probably in already. No, certainly there is a very strong affinity, you know, and earlier. I imagine that purifiers work with questors of Jaspery to <laughs> achieve certain ends. There are some areas where their goals and objectives do not necessarily align, and I would reiterate what I bring up every time we talk about multiple things like that, that the difficulty of following a path as well as being a questor of a discipline can be awkward, depending on the demands, because with a passion, you are dealing with an outside entity that is going to make demands on you that might not necessarily align with what goes on with your path philosophically or the requirements of the higher tier members of your path. While mechanically it's not necessarily anything that's prohibited from a realistic sort of standpoint, 
you're probably not going to see somebody who is both a purifier and a questor of Jaspery. They are similar ways to approach the idea, but there are also some kind of basic fundamental differences there. The questors of Jaspery, while interested in the land and nature and all the things associated with that, do not necessarily have the inherent need to cleanse the land of the taint of the horrors or other mistreatment of it by name givers. Absolutely. So your initial audition, I can't say, uh, your initiation into the purifier path is essentially, um, you know, go fix something, go cleanse something, go make something safe, um, land, air, water, whatever the case may be. And the purifiers that are going to watch you going to judge you on this are going to see how passionate you are about it and what means you use to do that. And after that, you're pretty much presented to a council of three rank five purifiers or higher to see, well, you know, there aren't any higher. There are only five ranks. Sorry. Right. Purifier. I forget. I forgot. <laughs> it's the one note I had at the very top of my page. Circle five on um, rank five only. So very few ranks, but they're passionate about what they do. So your initiation, pretty easy, but they, they want to see how dedicated you are, what level of passion you bring to it, and they want to see you restore, protect the earth. And after that, you know, you'll be quizzed, a little tiny interview process, what you learned from it, and then you spend about, you know, a few hours meditating on that, and you're in. Then you swear your blood oath and, you know, move on with everybody else. Your advancement ordeals are, you know, the same thing, protect the earth, each time you do this, it gets more challenging and more dire. And each time it's, you know, the stakes are higher, but, you know, they have to be. You need to get bigger and better with what you're doing and protect more and heal more, cleanse more, things like that. So we should get down to what you mechanically gain along this path. You get to add bits and pieces to your karma ritual and you get to alter what your disciplined karma ritual is and incorporate new themes of healing, purification, retribution caused against harm to the environment. Um, you get a half magic ability. And of course, your half magic ability also begins with uh, being able to find other purifiers, know the history of the purifiers, of course. But additionally, you can use half magic to recognize environmental destruction caused by horrors, name givers, and other unnatural causes. I like that one. <laughs> That's just fun. Uh, but your purifier talent cost, maximum tier rank, journeyman tier, maximum rank of five. And you do get some rank bonuses. You only get them at rank two and four because you've only got five ranks total. So you get a mystic defense bonus at each one of those, rank two and rank four. And then you have a, a, a small list of talents to go with. So uh, don't think these are anything to sneeze at. These are actually very worthwhile endeavors. Uh, your rank one, you have eight options for, you know, rank one, two, three, and four. So uh, if you don't already have these, these are a great chance to get them. Astral Sight, Awareness, Blood Share, Cold Purify, Elemental Hold, Elemental Tongues, Wilderness Survival, and the new one, Earth Bond. Yep. Before we talk about Earth Bond, all of those talent options that are available play very strongly into the Purifier's mission of locating and cleansing and healing. You've got astral sight allows you to detect the general level of astral pollution in an area in addition to possibly 
examining or, or sussing out any kind of magical causes to something that's going on. Awareness is just generally useful. And if for some reason you didn't pick it up, otherwise, it's great to have to be able to explore and examine and see what's going on. Cold Purify is another one that's a healing ability. Elemental Hold and Elemental Tongues. One of the potential side effects of dealing with nature is possibly running into elementals who may be injured or corrupted or otherwise causing problems. And so those are talents that would be useful in dealing with them. Wilderness Survival, obviously, if you're going to be out in the wilderness looking for tainted areas to cleanse and so forth, your ability to survive in nature and be one with it can come in handy. Obviously, many of these are available to the disciplines that are commonly associated with the path. Scout, Elementalist, Beastmaster generally have some of these already available in their options, and so either gives them an additional opportunity to pick it up if there are other options that they wanted to take instead, or gives them access to additional useful tools that are not normally in their kit. Earthbond is a new talent... And what this allows the purifier to do is use the magical connection that they have with the land to either draw strength from the earth or to give their strength to the earth. Basically, it's a healing ability that allows them to heal themselves by drawing power from the earth, or they can use their own energy to try and heal the earth, acting essentially as if they had cast the spells both Purify Earth and Purify Water, with the result of the talent test being equivalent to the spell casting if they had cast the spells. Nice. If they are doing it to heal themselves, then they spend a recovery test, but they gain bonuses to that based on the success level of their talent test. This yeah. does have a little bit of a visual side effect of causing some damage to the land itself visibly draining a little bit of life from plants where they might wither a little bit. Uh, areas that are already in bad shape might get even more devastated. So this is likely to be something that a purifier is maybe reluctant to do, depending on their philosophy and how they want to approach it. Uh, reminded a little mm -hmm. bit of the dark sun setting for Dungeons & Dragons, where the magic that was done in that would have some negative effects on the land. So there's a similar kind of theme there, though certainly not to the destructive level. The sort of costuming of the talent emphasizes the idea of the balance of nature. You take something from the earth, but you also give it back. And Earthbond as the talent would be one of the things, potentially, that functions very strongly in the rituals of purification that purifiers might perform. Yeah, I was thinking of the last airbender when somebody needed to uh, use a water ability, but they were on dry land, they would take all the water out of the plants. Potentially. So something along those lines. Uh, yeah, rank five, you only get one of these because you only have a maximum rank of five. So choose wisely. You either get life sight or the new talent purification, which I think you kind of want to go purification. Just saying. Life sight is a pretty solid enhancement or alternative to astral sight if you don't already have it or for some reason don't want it it does do some things that straight astral sight doesn't do but also has its own shortcomings yeah. but really most purifiers i imagine would be looking to pick up purification which is the new talent 
that allows the purifier to remove debilitating effects, similar to the remove curse talent that Weaponsmith and some other disciplines get. The difference being, unlike remove curse, which only suppresses the negative effects for a short period of time, purification actually does end them. And it can work on creature powers, questor devotions, diseases, horror powers, poisons, spells, talents, anything like that. It doesn't get rid of horror marks because those shouldn't be easy to get rid of. Yeah. It has problem with powers that are being used through horror marks, but it takes their action, sort of a dispel magic type ability that affects any kind of negative effect that the purifier might have on them. So not bad. <clears throat> at all. Uh, so that's pretty much the easy rundown there. That's, those are not too varied options. I mean, you got a couple of tools in your toolbox there. The important thing, as with all paths, are the knacks. Yeah, this is where the purifier so, really shines. Really gets into things. Purifier, like all of the paths do, gets some karma-related knacks, like through their purifier talent, they get the ability to spend karma on things. For example, uh, they can spend a karma point on an ally's test to heal damage if the ally was within, is within 10 yards. Yeah. They can spend a karma point on damage or effect test against targets who has or is about to harm the earth. Can spend karma on a test to heal a target, including creatures. They can spend karma on attack or spell casting tests against a target who has or is about to harm the earth. Can also spend a karma point on an action test against a horror or horror spawn, which does not include damage or effect tests. Another knack that purifiers get access to, and actually we did not talk about this with some of the other paths that have access to this because it doesn't stand out on its own as a thing, but there are some paths that actually get have a knack ability, a pattern craft knack to gain access to spells. Oh, nice. The purifier has a has a purifier spell knack that allows them to learn the spells purify earth, purify water, thrive and nutritious earth. They mm. use the character's discipline thread weaving to weave the threads for the spell, uh, and they need to have all of the talents required in order to learn and cast spells if somehow a wizard or a nethermancer were a purifier this would give them access to those spells potentially within their spells that they could learn liberators and messengers and scholars and woodsmen also have a selection of spells that they could learn by picking up the knack appropriate for their path and we didn't talk yeah. about those earlier because i just noticed them but go back and look at those <laughs> That's okay. Then we've got a couple of other things. Earthbond does have several knacks associated with it. For example, uh, there's a knack to empower purify, where when casting purify earth or purify water, they can gain their earthbond rank as a bonus to their spellcasting tests. If when using earthbond, they choose to heal the land, they can cast nutritious earth instead of purify earth and purify water which means that you get the effects of that rather than the former. Earth's Avenger is a Earth Bond knack Ooh. that gives the adept plus three to the next attack, spellcasting damage, or effect test against a target observed wantonly destroying nature or their allies. If the adept, uh, with another one, if they heal themselves, they can heal a wound instead of damage. 
They have one called Earth Slumber, where they can sink fully into the Earth and merge with it and slumber safely within the Earth for up to eight hours. They don't have much Dude. in the way of awareness of their surroundings, but in that situation, they <clears throat> don't really need it. They don't care. Earth Mending, they gain a full night's rest while using Earth Slumber. They gain their Earth Bond rank as a bonus to their first recovery test upon waking up. Connect with Earth's Pattern. The adept meditates where they used Earth Bond that day and connects their pattern to the location. If successful, they spend a recovery test and bonds with an area. The area is continually affected by Earth Bond for rank days, using their connect with the Earth's pattern step as appropriate. Um, it allows them to assess the general health of the connected area as a free action, and they can spend blood magic to extend the duration even longer. They can also, uh, much like they could spend Nutritious Earth, cast Nutritious Earth as a knack instead of the Purify spells, they can also do Thrive as a knack. So there's a whole bunch of stuff available through Earthbond that allows them to do funky stuff uh, and take advantage of their ability with the Earth. And then Purification has a couple of knacks associated with it. One that allows them to target adjacent willing targets so they can remove negative effects from other people instead of just themselves. And one that allows them to do it as a simple action instead of a standard action. So they can nice. do that in addition to other things. That's a rank nine. They need to be pure fire rank five, which, of course, they need to be in the first place in order to get the talent. But they need to have rank nine Naturally. in the talent in order to do that. And it costs hmm. some additional strain in order to pull that off. Fair enough. There's some neat tricks that they can pick up as part of that. And again, the point of the purifier is a lot more involved in the role playing and the philosophy and the goals of the purifier, as opposed to having a whole lot of neat magical tricks and widgets that you add on to your character. Although you do have access to several as if you decide to go that route. Not a bad toolkit for someone to adding the purifier onto their discipline as it were. And, you know, just a nice way to flesh out your entire character, no matter whatever discipline you're playing, I think adding Purifier on adds another couple of facets to your character's personality, motivations, options, so forth, how you interact with the world. Yeah. One of the things we haven't really talked about a whole lot over the course of this series, and this doesn't necessarily apply just to the Purifier, but it kind of thematically plays no, into time. it, is that Earth Dawn does not have a dedicated healer discipline. Yeah. There's no equivalent to the traditional sort of D&D cleric, one of whose goals is to heal the party and keep them topped up from damage they suffer and things like that. There are a couple of disciplines that have decent support for that. The Elementalist has some spells that are really good. The Nethermancer has a couple of spells that are really good for providing healing. The general availability of healing aids with regards to booster potions and healing potions and stuff like that. Yeah. There's no real dedicated healer class in that sense. No, Quester of Garland is about as close as you can get. That's what I was kind of getting into is that if you are a player who wants to play a healing support character in that regard, there are likely going to be a a couple of disciplines that you might choose from. 
But then you look at Questor of Garland, you look at Purifier, there are a couple of different ways of adding things onto your character that are going to Mm -hmm. play into that theme of being a healer and support type, each of which has their own particular flavor and objectives, but both of which also carry with them some secondary themes of defense and kicking ass in addition to simply healing. The Purifier has the idea of being the Earth's Avenger. The Quester of Garland has the Defender of Hearth and Home idea Mm -hmm. as well. So those are definitely things to think about if you're a player who traditionally approaches games looking to play a sort of healer support type role rather than necessarily being a damage dealer or investigator or whatever other type of archetype you might follow. I think the purifier is a nice offshoot or update. That's a better word. A better update than its original form, where I said it was that Venn diagram of we have these three or four ideas that kind of meld in certain areas, but we were going to offshoot those uh, as to what you guys did in fourth edition. I think the purifier ended up nicely in its own lane compared to <laughs> yeah. the other ones that all came from the original. It allowed a certain amount of thematic focus without diluting stuff. The idea of the purifier is a really strong one, and not necessarily tying that to the requirement to be an Obsidiman, or not necessarily yeah. because of that association, oh, well, they're physical fighters that get in dirty there with their fists in their mission to avenge the earth. Breaking those things apart allowed each of them the thematic focus that I think makes them shine. And within the framework of the path, we don't need more than five ranks of this path in order to do what it needs to do. We don't need to find Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of talents to fill in a 10-circle progression for a discipline in order to give it all the tools that it needs to be potentially viable when there's really more of a philosophical approach and only one or two neat tricks that they might need, magically speaking. Yeah, agreed. I can't think of any pop culture references for playing a purifier, but I can think of you know, maybe the people standing in front of an oil pipeline as real life references, <laughs> uh, people who are still like trying to save wetlands, uh, not necessarily eco terrorists, but you know, people who are doing it for the right reasons. You know, let's not let some, somebody come in and despoil us over here when it's just fine as it is. Thank you very much. So, you know, conservation activities and so forth and so on. So I think real life examples would actually be, be better served in this case than pop culture references. Yeah. There are some sort of pop mythology references. If you want to talk about some popular ideas of indigenous peoples in various areas and how they are more in tune with the land and so forth than white folks kind of thing, whether we're talking about Native Americans or aboriginals in Australia or various groups in Africa or South America or, or any other place. The indigenous people. I mean, there there are a lot of negative tropes that can kind of go along with that as well in terms of the noble savage mystic shaman kind of archetype. If you are going to be drawing on that, you may want to be a little careful, but it's still a really strong idea and obviously kind of hangs around in pop culture 
as a result of it being a strong idea and just hopefully don't be too bad about where you take your inspiration from in terms of your own character's progression and motivations and background. Absolutely. Uh, any final thoughts on the path of the purifier and it's, it's new version in fourth edition versus the original discipline. No, I've said everything I think that I want to say on that at yeah. this point. No, I loved the essay. I had like three or four quotes out of the essay that I, I dug and had to use on the show. I'm just like, this is, I could not have written this essay. It was a very well done essay. So I'm not going to lie. Um, otherwise folks, if you have any questions for us on the path of the purifier or Anything else you'd like us to talk about from here on out, uh, contact us, please, at edsgpodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, go cleanse your legend. Good night, everybody. Rise again, little fighter. <laughs>